As you probably know, as I've already said, that this is the last uh, Sunday of 2019. And some of you might be celebrating the fact that we're getting out of 2019 and uh, moving into 2020. But we also know that this is not only the uh, going into a new year, but we're going into a, a new decade. And so we're looking not only um, for a new year with 2020, but the fact is we're out of the teens and now we're in what they used to call the roaring 20s. All right. And uh, so um, it's been a, ten, a busy 10 years. I, I just want to ask, we have the uh, students with us today. So how many uh, students are here that um, you're 10 years old or younger? Anybody? You guys 10 years old or younger here, here, here. All right. All right. So the things I'm going to be talking about now um, these are just common everyday things in your life. Anybody here 20 years old or younger? 20 years old? All right. A few more. All right. So the things I'm going to talk about, these are things that you basically grew up with. You know, things that are just, you know, they've always been in existence. But when you get as old as John Russo, uh, these are... <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Uh, these, uh, these things, uh, you know, they're like, they're brand new. And uh, they... But it seems that we're able to um, receive new things um, better, uh, at least in my life, even though I still hate updates on my phone. I hate that. And uh, I definitely hate getting a new phone. Uh, that's like, that's a nightmare. Or changing anything on, on the computer, you know, that's another nightmare. I have to call in all sorts of reinforcements when that happens. But anyway, all right, so th let me just talk about a few things that are common now, but uh, they, they came into existence in the last 10 years, in the last decade. And one is um, binge watching television. Um, Netflix basically came onto the scene. Um, if <clears throat> 11 years ago, if you would have told somebody that you were in Shoho, they wouldn't know what in the world you were talking about. All right. But now we watch, we binge watch television shows, the whole, whole type of thing of network news is kind of out of the, out of the sequence of everyday life. Now, um, <clears throat> another thing that you know, probably use a lot is Uber, you know, Uber came into existence in the last, last decade and, uh, and of course Lyft and, and then that familiar voice of Siri, uh, she came into existence. She came into our lives, into our homes uh, within the last uh, 10 years. This was a shocking one to me. You know, the iPad, the iPad um, came into existence uh, within the last 10 years. We think it's been around for, forever, but it hasn't. Um, <clears throat> Apple Watches, who here has Apple Watch? Raise your hand. All right, Apple Watches, well, that's within the last 10 years. And then it's not necessarily selfies, but it's the selfie stick. The selfie stick came in this last decade. Uh, it was one of those things that came in and then, and then went out. I hardly see anyone with a selfie stick anymore. I see a lot of selfies. Uh, but anyway, um, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, uh, these are all things that happened within the last 10 years. Can we only imagine what it's going to be like uh, 10 years from now and uh, how we'll be communicating and writing. And oh, the, the Tesla car uh, came in uh, to existence this last decade as well and really introduced the whole idea of that uh, electric cars are cool. All right. 
Um, now, if, if you notice, uh, television during this time of year always takes snapshots of the past year. And uh, they also give tips on how to plan for the new year. Um, and I would like to take this last Sunday of 2019 and do the same, but do it from a, a Christian perspective. Uh, not looking to the past and the future as it relates to products and services and events, but looking to the past and planning for the future as it relates to our, our growth in Christ. Our growth in Christ. Our text this morning is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Hear now the word of God. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward for what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal of the prize up the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. That finishes the reading of God's holy and inspired word. Now I know that the women's and men's Bible study went through the book of Philippians this last year and, and therefore you all are scholars when it comes to the book of Philippians. And as you recall, um, Paul begins chapter 3 from where our text is from uh, writing, finally my brethren, finally my brethren. But Paul is, is a good preacher um, because you all know when the preacher says in conclusion, you still have at least 20 minutes or more to go. Um, so Paul is saying, finally, my brethren. Um, but he's hardly drawing uh, this epistle to close because there's 44 verses that follows that statement, at, which includes a, a whole in, another chapter, chapter four. I think Paul is using these final words in the book of Philippians to encourage the Philippian church and to us by God's grace to maintain a Christ-centered mindset, a Christ-centered mindset to safeguard our hearts and to provide for us a proper perspective as we strive to grow in Jesus Christ. For the apostle, it didn't matter if it was a new year it didn't matter if it was a new decade. He was introducing what his life goal was. His life goal. And that was press on towards the call, press on for, towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That was his, that was his life goal. And maybe that's what we should seek to allow the Holy Spirit to do in our hearts today is not just to set goals for 2020 or not even to set goals for the new decade, but really to resolve, have a resolution when it comes to what is our life goal. And as you consider, preferably consider that, I would encourage you to think of this as on the, on the top three list, that you would consider that your goal in life is to press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I remember back in the 1990s, people, uh, everybody was talking about having 2020 vision. 
you know, having a 2020 vision. You go to conferences or you go to, to meetings and, and people would say, you know, you need to have a 2020 uh, vision. It was kind of cute, you know, get it, 2020 vision, get it, right? All right, good. All right, you're a hard crew this morning, all right? Uh, it was kind of cute, but it, it kind of always bugged me, you know? Um, I mean, how is it that you actually plan your life, you know, for 30 years down the way? You know, I, to me, it's just difficult to think. I mean, we all have general hopes and dreams and aspirations, but uh, like we, we all want to be healthy. We all want our family to be good. We all want to make a good income. But how can we really plan for the next 30 years of our lives? The words of the Apostle James come to mind. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that, if the Lord wills. So let me tell you what the Lord's will is for your life. I mean, if we put that on, out on Griffin Road, maybe we'd have a few people wandering into the service. Come, Pastor Brian's going to tell you God's will for your life. Well, let me tell you what God's will for your life is. This comes straight out of the scripture. It is the, this is the will of God, your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification. To put it in everyday day language, this is your sanctification. This is the will of God, that you would grow in Christ. That you would grow deeper and deeper and deeper in love with Christ. This is the will of God for every believer. No matter what your employment is, no matter what your education is, no matter what your nationality is, the will of God for you is your sanctification. God's will for you is for you to grow in Christ. This should be our number one focus as we go into 2020. As Paul says it, pressing on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And he says in our text, this should be the one thing I do. I might not make the money I want to make. I might not accomplish the goals that I set for myself. I might not even get past my birthday, which is January 10th. That's a little, little commercial there. Um, <laughs> I might not even get past my birthday when it comes to my resolutions. But there's one thing, one thing. That should be our focus. That we would press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God, which is in Christ Jesus. If you're like me, 
the simpler the better when it comes to accomplishing goals. You know, back in the day, they used to have like you'd, you'd like set goals and then you'd have like sub goals under those goals and then you'd have objectives under those goals. And it always became so confusing. Also, so many words and so many lines. And what are what are we actually doing? So I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. And it was really easy for me to do that because the Holy Spirit is the author of Scripture. So I'm just following his lead. So we see the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us to ourselves when it comes to looking at our lives in Christ. He doesn't leave it to ourselves when it comes to actually implementing the number one priority of growing in Christ in our lives. Rather, he inspired the Apostle Paul to give us some simple instructions. First, if you really want to grow in Christ, don't have and I have arrived attitude. Secondly, if you really want to grow in Christ, do not rest on your past accomplishments. Thirdly, if you want to grow in Christ, constantly press on towards the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So let's look at this. If, if, if our goal is... Uh, is the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is basically saying that we cannot have an I have arrived attitude. Paul writes, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it. <laughs> this is the apostle Paul. If anyone had arrived, it was the apostle Paul. He had seen the resurrected Christ. He had seen numerous visions from the Lord. The Lord Jesus actually discipled the Apostle Paul. He was inspired to, by the Holy Spirit to write the most profound theology ever written. He led a church planting movement that reached not only into Asia, but also into Europe. If anyone had arrived, it was the Apostle Paul. But his attitude was that he had not yet laid hold of it because these things wasn't what he what wasn't his goal. His goal was the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, in the preceding verse from our text, that's verse 12, Paul wrote, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect. And even in his final days in the dungeon of Rome, Paul wrote to Timothy, asking Timothy to bring him two things. Now, if you were in a dungeon in Rome and a, and a family or a close friend was going to come and you had to ask him for two things, what would be your two things? And you know what the two things the Apostle Paul asked Timothy to bring? His books and especially parchment or paper. So here it is, the Apostle Paul is facing execution. And the main thing that he wants is to grow more in his knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the thing that he wants is to be able to write more about Jesus Christ to others. That was his main focus. Now, again, sadly to say, many Christians today think they've reached a certain age where they've earned the right to sit on the sidelines 
when it comes to growing in Christ. These Christians have grown content in their relationship with Christ. Now, I don't think anyone regards themselves as being perfect. I really don't. Some of you think you're better than you are. But anyway, that's another story. I don't think anybody really regards themselves as being perfect. I don't think anybody, any, anyone really regards the fact that they have reached perfection. And that's not the point. The point is, is that these Christians who have become content in their relationship with Christ, they have, received, they have come to the point where they think that they have re, received a sufficient amount when it comes to the knowledge of Christ, and they don't need to grow any further in their relationship with Christ. They have convinced themselves that what they have is good enough. And like the ten foolish bridesmaids in Jesus' parable in Matthew chapter 25, these Christians, they become spiritually complacent and they fall into spiritual slumber. And what Paul is saying is that if your goal is the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, then you will not have I have an arrived attitude, but you will continue to grow in your relationship with Christ. This will be your goal. Secondly, the apostle says, if you really want to grow in Christ, don't rest upon past accomplishments. He writes, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Now, there's some things that I really do want to forget that's behind me. <laughs> but as we grow in Christ, Paul is telling us not to rest in the accomplishments that we are, have already achieved. We need to forget what lies behind. Paul is not talking about having amnesia. He's not talking about not learning from your past. What he's talking about is reaching forward to what lies ahead. He, he was not one to rest upon his past accomplishments. And again, if anyone could rest upon his past accomplishments, it was the Apostle Paul. But he wanted to reach forward. He wanted to reach forward to new accomplishments in Christ. Back in 2002, Pastor Rick Warren wrote a very popular book that was entitled The Purpose Driven Life. How many here have ever read it? All right. The Purpose Driven Life. In his book, Pastor Warren challenges his readers to pursue their purpose in Christ. To pursue their purpose in Christ. Not their purpose in the business world. Not their purpose in their social uh, settings. But to, to pursue their purpose in Christ. And I believe that that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is doing here. Now, during this time of year, most of us, we, fl we reflect on what lies ahead and we want to and what we would like to accomplish in the new year but my question is this morning is what do you want to accomplish in Christ in 2020 
What do you want to accomplish in Christ in 2020? What are your spiritual goals? Is it to learn more about the Bible? Is to, it to engage in more ministry? If so, don't rest on your past achievements. Don't say, well, I've been there. I've done that. Oh, I've been to Bible study. Oh, I, I've done a, day, a daily Bible reading. Oh, I've done daily devotions. Oh, I've done ministry within the church. I've done there. I've been there. I've done that. I have the t-shirt. And if you do that, if you have that type of attitude where you're resting upon your past accomplishments, you're not going to grow deeper in Christ. God has a purpose for your life in 2020. God has a purpose, a spiritual purpose in, for your life in 2020. If you're one of those older Christians, more mature Christians, well, maybe it's time for you to take the lead. Maybe it's time for you to teach. Maybe it's time for you to train. Maybe it's time for you to disciple someone. Maybe it's time for you to, to serve. And you say, well, I've done that. I've, I've served in the church. I, I, I've done that. And I'm just saying, you're basically what you're doing is you're blocking yourself out of experiencing something new in Christ. It's not that we haven't done it before. It's do we have a sense of spiritual expectation that God is going to use this to really show me more of Christ in my life. By the time Paul wrote these words, he had been a believer for over 25 years. And as I've mentioned before, he had accomplished many things. But he was not going to rest upon his past accomplishments. He wanted to reach forward, reach forward like a relay runner, reaching forward to pass the baton to the teammate. Like a, a sprinter reaches forward to be able to finish the, the, way, the race well. And if you've been a Christian for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, God still wants to use you and he wants to accomplish new things in Christ in your life in 2020. Amen. Amen. Lastly, Paul tells us to persistently press on towards the goal. I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the Apostle Paul must have loved athletics because he constantly uses athletic illustrations in his writings. And here, in a sense, these, these words that are used, he's basically given an analogy of a runner that keeps his eye on the prize. He wants to keep his eye on the prize, to, to win the race, to run the race, to win the prize. Actually, in 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote that, that, that who is it that would run a race without the goal of winning the prize? Everybody runs the race to, to win the prize. And they have their eye on the prize. Now, 
When I was in junior high, that's what we used to call it back in the day. It's called middle school now, but back in the day, we used to call it junior high. And it might be surprising to you all, but I actually ran uh, relay races on the track team for Beach Grove Junior High School in Beach Grove, Indiana. Go Hornets! (laughs) Black and gold will never die. It was a beautiful spring day, and if you grew up in Indiana, I tell you, you cherish those beautiful spring days. It was a beautiful spring day, and we actually had a, a track meet on that day, and it came time for our mile relay. And what that means is that everybody has to run a 440, one trip around the track. And uh, so you have four uh, runners, and I was running the last leg of the race. And, uh, and so the, the baton was passed on to me. We already had a pretty substantial lead. And, uh, and I, I, I ran around the first corner uh, of the, you know, that, those gravel, black gravel stuff that they used to have on track fields back in the day. And I, I came around the corner and I actually could see the competition behind me. And it's like, oh, this is great. And then I come to the second corner and there were the cheerleaders and some of my friends there. And I raised my hands and I says, Beach Grove's number one. And when I did that, I lost my footing and went down on the track. Scraped up everywhere. Embarrassed and humiliated. I hobbled to the finish line, of course, to come in last place. My teammates weren't very happy with me. What had happened? I got my eye off the prize. I got distracted. I allowed the things of this world to distract me from my goal. Other people were counting on me. But I allowed the foolishness of myself to dominate me. In the same way it is spiritually. We have to keep our eye on the prize, which is the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's the prize. To continue to grow in Christ. But there's so many things in this world that seek to distract you. And I'm telling you, Those things will make you stumble and fall, will embarrass you and humiliate you every time. Keep your eye on the prize. People are counting on you. There's people in your life that are counting on you to grow deeper in Christ. They need you. And they need you at your best. Not trying to get a date from a cheerleader. So, what are the things that distract you from growing in Christ? Is it your schedule? You know, Martin Luther says when he could never, when he could no longer see the wood of the grain on his desk, he knew it was time to go and pray. But that's not our mentality, is it? We just keep on chugging on. Oh, 
I'll, I'll never get to Bible study if I don't leave right now. But we don't. The idea is, is it your schedule that's distracting you? Is it the fact that you're not really setting spiritual priorities? Is, is that what's distracting you? Is there a hobby that's distracting you? I don't know what it is, and there's nothing necessarily evil about any of these things. I mean, I enjoy my hobbies. I, I enjoy my work. But the fact is, it's not the prize. In 2020, let's lay aside every distraction, and let's run the race that's before us. Amen? Amen. Let us fix our eyes on the prize, which is Christ Jesus. Earlier in chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul mentioned that he counted all things to be a loss for the sake of Christ. What that means is that knowing Jesus Christ, growing in Jesus Christ, was the thing that he valued the most in his life. It was the, the highest thing. Everything else in Paul's life was trash compared to gaining more of Christ in his life. And that's what I'm trying to challenge you this morning. As I mentioned earlier, Christ's Covenant will be celebrating 30 years of ministry in 2020. I've been uh, blessed to be able to serve as the founding pastor uh, from the very beginning. Um, here, when there wasn't any Bonaventure Bridge, there was no four lanes on Griffin Road, there was no uh, I-75, there was no 595, there was nothing but a lot of cow fields. People thought we were crazy for being out here. Who are you going to disciple, alligators? That was part of the joke. But here we are. And as I prayerfully considered what the first sermon series would be for the new year, my thoughts continually returned for a renewed vision, a renewed vision for the elements of worship and ministry that the Lord himself has ordained for his church. Things like a renewed vision for devotion to Christ, a renewed vision for gathering for worship, a new vision for shepherding the flock, a new vision for local church ministry, a, new, a renewed vision for prayer and praise, a renewed vision for learning the word of God, a renewed vision for generosity, a renewed vision for sharing the gospel with others, a renewed vision for fellowship with other believers, and a renewed vision for helping the needy. We can become dull in our spiritual lives. And we need an opportunity to, for the Lord to renew us. And these things that I, that I just read off to you, these are the things the Lord has appointed for his church to be focused on as they seek to advance the kingdom of, of God. These elements of worship and ministry, they're not flashy and they're not trendy, but these are the things that the Lord himself appointed for his church to do and to walk in them. And what I'm suggesting to you is that we should take a few weeks and we should revisit these things and ask the Lord to renew us so that we might truly, truly gain the prize of the upper call of God. In Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Now, many of us make New Year's resolutions for the new year. Uh, losing 10 pounds for myself would be 20 uh, is right on the top of the list. Um, Hans told me on the way in he, he wanted to lose weight. So um, being better stewards of our finances usually is on the list. Uh, more exercise. Uh, learning a language that's never been part of mine, but um, I can hardly speak English. Uh, start, starting a, a business uh, or maybe a new career. All, all these things are great. They're great. And I hope the Lord accomplishes those things in your life. But what I am suggesting, what I'm challenging you is to resolve to grow in Jesus Christ in 2020. Let's be the, the Lord's church and seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And when we do, the Lord promises that all these things will be added unto us. Amen? Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Let's be the people that press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for our past, and we want to thank you for this last Sunday of 2019 as we look to the future. And Lord God, we come to you today, and we pray, Lord, that you would remove all the distractions in our lives. We pray, Lord, that we would be focused on Christ and his glory in our lives that we would grow more in Christ, that we would know him and in the power of his resurrection. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would minister to us and give us this, this kingdom mindset. As we hear all the TV shows and as we hear all the interviews, Lord, give us a kingdom mindset that really keeps us focused on the prize of the upward call of God that is in Christ Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.